Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au.
3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Acknowledge any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and acknowledge that all the lands on this continent and surrounding islands were stolen and never ceded. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm your host of Out of the Pan. I use the pronoun she, her. And for the next hour, we'll be discussing, well, pansexual issues or issues looking at them from a pan or queer sort of um, perspective, um, often linking them, though, today to bits of both, um, to the broader community as well. Opened up today with uh, Bluestone and a track called Let It Shine, a Neil Young cover that they did off their 1982 album, The Closer You Get, um, Bluestone featuring John Creech and Terry Dean, amongst others, and the harmonica played by the legendary Australian musician Broderick Smith. And uh, Let It Shine, and Let Your Light Shine. We hope we can do that today. If you've got comments on the things I'm going to talk about today, there's ways you can get in touch with the program the various modern means of communication and no telegrams here either in paper form or definitely not that modern so-called app um, that I think besmirches the real name of telegrams and um, you know, sort of what happened to good old telegrams that were congratulations on your big day stop uh, wishing you every happiness stop that's the sort of telegram I know and I'm sticking to them Got to thank, before we go any further and tell you how to get in touch with the show, the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News, as they do every Sunday, every morning from 11.30 through till noon. And uh, they were talking today about evolution, and in the words of the late, great Lemmy and Motorhead around 2003, evolution is a mystery full of things that I can't see. And uh, apologies to Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton and Batista. That was a wrestling reference and we got it out of the way within seven minutes. Anyway, on the show today, if you want to comment on the two issues that I have in mind, one is call-out culture and calling in and alternatives non-binary in between therein. Also have a look at the situation regarding Danny Laidley, You can get in touch with the program via those modern means of communication. I did a bit of a Ronnie Corbett there, which reminds me of the thing I was going to tell you about. Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. We've had two wrestling references, and look for posts on Facebook, 3CR. Um, um, The page that I use is out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne, and also my own page, Sally Goldner. And remember, any opinions on this uh, show are strictly my own, not those of any organisation with which I have been associated, past or present. I don't think there'll be anything that would warrant a content warning today. Uh, If there is, um, uh, uh, maybe some discussion of examples or theoretical examples of discrimination in co- in context, but I think it would be low. All the same, if you need um, QLife, including switchboard 1800 184527 or rainbow door 1800 729 So calling in and calling out, this has been on my mind a little lately, and um, I wanted to talk about the issue 
and see what we could unpack a bit. Now, I want to say, first of all, that I'm very much against what I call exaggerated, emotive, vague-meaning cliches, call-out culture, politically correct, um, virtue signalling, individual freedom, which are all used to rev people up, but often we don't look behind them. But there is at least some degree of substance behind some of these um, sort of phrases, and call-out is one of them. And so... I think that it can help us to deal with these things if we look at them beyond the emotion as much as we can and try to look at them in a more nuanced way. Now, my main, a large part of my paid employment with whoever is education, which to some extent you could say is calling in. I am a firm believer that the majority of people are decent humans and that also a lot of people may not have thought about things, they don't know things, or perhaps... They haven't, um, you know, sort of thought about um, the idea of, um, you know, unconscious bias or affinity bias, which is, could be, if we're going to be binary for just a second, two sides of the same coin. I am sure that I have things I don't know about aspects, some aspects of diversity. I am sure that there are aspects of privilege that I haven't looked at in total in at all or in total or something and I remember a few years ago on that on that point when I was asked to speak on a panel on privilege um, you know I, I did something did an old-fashioned 1980s management concept called research and looked up a few articles on privilege that listed forms of privilege and the ones that leapt out at me for what it's worth that I've always had a roof over my head and one of my own choosing um, that I was educated are the ones I'd never thought about. And maybe that's sometimes where we need to do the work. Yes, I, I would say that I was at least aware that I was white and perceived as Anglo-Saxon, and that would give some sort of privilege. Again, I'm sure I don't know what it's like to be a person of colour, Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, First Nations around the world, similar. So, or a refugee, including, um, whether refugee, I'll say newly arrived, including refugee, I'll acknowledge the limits of my privilege here. Having said that, I'm a believer in trying on balance to call in first. And I'm very, very, um, you know, think that that can bring people along. Now, during the week, I got alerted to, I'll just say, a piece of media, and I'm being very vague here, that, in my opinion, was not respectful to trans and gender diverse people. I'm not going to say any more than that. Now, I could have gone on social media and said, hey, everyone, listen to this. Um, not, you know, it's pretty pathetic, blah, 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 blah. However, I decided to contact the media outlet, put my concerns down and say, here's what I would like. So I've given them, you know, the media outlet a chance to call in and maybe as to separate and the two presenters who, um, well, that's given you a little bit of a hint that it's probably electronic media by using presenters. Um, and, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, um, I hope it's a fair approach. Um, so far, I had that media outlet acknowledge my letter and say, that, um, tell me what process happens next. I don't know whether they'll be empathic. I don't know whether they'll be understanding, whether they'll look at possible privilege, but we try. And often people are not aware that they've done something. Let's use one that could happen to me, which is misgendering. People hear a voice or they see someone tall and perhaps for whatever unconscious reason they think men are taller than women and would say, who was he as I walk away and they can only see the back of me? Okay, 
and someone, whether it's I hear that or someone else does, and I go up to them, look, I'm Sally, I'm, I identify as a woman, and I use she, her pronouns. Fine. Um, then, you know, and they go, oh, I'm sorry, I just made a mistake, and they get it right thereafter. I'm happy to move on. Well, it's too big, there's too much time, there's too much to do. Um, I've got other things to do. I've got to go home and exit, mold the bathroom, or something like that. Seriously, you know, um, that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about with mistakes. Let's say, however, that person say, says, I'll get it right from now on, and they don't. Well, you might have to try calling in again, and um, you know, eventually it works. But what happens if you don't? Well, the next level up starts moving more a little towards calling out. You might, if it's a workplace and that happens, you might have to talk to the person's uh, line manager or their uh, sorry, or human, human resources slash people and culture. So then that still might not change it, in which case you might I might need to go to, say, Victorian or Australian Human Rights Commission. And under that, those laws at this time, the employer has what's called a vicarious liability and they need to look after me. Whether that happens to from I'm misgendered by a colleague or a stakeholder from another organisation, whatever. So that's where we can work through the processes. But what happens, of course, when you try to call in and someone just says, no, nope, it's my right to say what I want. Or they might say, uh, I don't think it's a problem and just walk off. I've tried to call in, I have to say in the past, from uh, one prominent Australian queer advocate who in my opinion, has not shown a willingness to learn, curiosity and being open to learning, which I think is critical because we all make mistakes. The latest research on humanity found that of about 8 billion humans, 8 billion will make at least one mistake in each person's life. Fine. You know, we make a mistake, the wise people fix them, admit them, try to learn from them, prevent them happening again. So these are some of the things I'm talking about. And some people can't, don't seem to be called in or types of people. And in queer issues, I'm thinking elements of media, elements of politics, elements of fundamentalist religion, I'm being pretty specific there, and then bridging the gap between queer and broader communities for trans people, elements of radical feminists. And it's like talking, you know, it's like, to use the old saying, it's like talking to a brick wall. And then maybe you've got to take a firmer approach and call out if people are not changing. So what do we do? Um, when people won't be called in, I suppose it's what's bothering me if we've tried really hard, but also um, the other factor is can we try to call in first? Social media is a factor. It's not the whole thing. I would not say that. But there's a tendency, we see something on social media, our blood pressure goes up, so to speak, we react. We, and then there's what I think as young people say, a pylon. I've done some... Uh, intergenerational learning with telegrams and mentioning Neil Young and Bluestone this morning. And now I'm trying to show that how, how aware I am of these com of these terms. Now, to some extent, pylon could be considered exaggerated, but there's a degree of reasonableness to us. What happens if we call in? What happens if we try, let's say it's on Twitter, for example, and you try to um, follow that person and message them and say, did you consider what you said? They might not have thought about it, but sometimes it might be necessary. So there's uh, a lot of things to consider here. I'd welcome your thoughts. Some have come in already. I'll have a listen to them during our next track, which is a track 
going way back to 1988 and it is from the band Crown of Thorns and their first uh, release called Gnawing on the Bones of Elvis and here's Crown of Thorns with the awesome and sadly late Chris Wilson on lead vocals doing Willie Dixon's Bring It On Home. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Thank you. 
Listen to Rock and Roots, 2am till 6, every Sunday morning on 8.55am. Melbourne's Community Radio, 3CR. Maybe in the color, get my rock and shoes. I'm gonna rock away all my blues. We're rock, we're rocking, we're rocking, rocking this joint tonight. Going down to the corner, see what it's all about. Gonna rock and roll, gonna jump and chow. We're rocking, we're rocking, we're rocking, rocking this joint tonight. Hello, I'm Rory McLeod. I live in Scotland and I love radio. I can do the washing up, I could be in the garden, I could be in the car driving. Well, I'm listening to 3CR, Radical Radio, subscription radio, community radio, on 8.55am. We do stream at 3cr.org.au. So you can become a member and donate money. Whistling our way through Out of the Pan on a Sunday afternoon is our first broadcast from noon through one Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I'm your host, Sally Goldner. And we've had a couple of messages in from awesome listeners, remembering that 3CR doesn't have regular listeners. We only have awesome ones. And what do these messages tell us and say and things? Over on the email, outofthepan855 at gmail.com. Mel has uh, come in and said, great conversation. I called out the nasty remarks towards Denny Lovato at the Melbourne Fashion Festival. Is letter writing still effective today? Love the show today as it's an important conversation about unconscious bias and privilege even in queer circles. Well, absolutely, yes. And um, Mel's letter... Um, talks about how Mel attended the Melbourne Fashion Festival. It was absolutely divine to all the snobby people who were complaining about, complaining about diversity. Fashion-like society has moved with the times. Their attitudes are as pretentious as their outdated Gucci bags. Um, well, look, I don't have a Gucci bag. I get my leather bag with multiple pockets because I carry too much rubbish around from Victoria Market every year and once a zip, couple of zips have broken... Although I'm overdue, actually. Um, I'm not going to get there this week because it's busy. Seriously, that was another Ronnie Corbett moment. And, yeah, um, diversity does move with the times. We hopefully overall learn more. And if internet is used for good and not evil purposes and all these modern means of communication, we learn from it. Is letter writing still effective? Yes, it can be a means of calling in or calling out. And it perhaps can be more focused than social media. Talking of which, on about two Facebook messages from Hofler, one um, points to an article by former US President Barack Obama, or actually about Barack Obama, by Adrian Matai in The Guardian from just over two years ago. Um, it's called Call Out Culture, How to Get It Right and Wrong. Now, there's many things in this very good article. Thanks for that one, Hofler. And uh, the thing that there's lots of good points the one that came up to me in this article was, uh, well, there's a few things I suppose I could take, uh, you know, sort of a lot of um, from in this article. One point says, this leaves one question, how do we benefit from the social good call-out culture can achieve without succumbing to the toxicity and futility that has become to be associated with it? Well, a lot of uh, call-out culture does come down to um, 
they're sort of being aggressive. Now, let's just check something here. Obviously, sometimes people call out because of it. if it's some degree of prejudice that they're commenting on, it can be emotive, it can trigger strong feelings and emotions, and emotions and feelings are valid. Full stop, new paragraph. It's what you do with them that's the question. And if you can bring someone along and power that um, into a better way, fine. Some will talk about tone policing. Well, maybe that exists. However, um, let's uh, flip things over. When, as I say, we all don't know anything about diversity. So if you go out being angry at people, will you get angry back? What will you do? Will you be called in? Think about it. I'm not saying there's an answer to that question. And one another point in here is this article from Hoffler, um, learning to analyse our own motivations when offering criticism and considering the context and possible consequences of the situation we're contributing to helps call out culture work productively. And Hoffler has said this um, in a comment on um, to me, depends on the intention and where it's coming from. Now, this is very, very vital. I'm a believer that we all need to be, including myself, trying as much as we can to stop and think about our motivation and whether it's really coming from a place of kindness or is it coming from a reactive place of emotion. And we need to do this every day. And I've seen this so often in my community involvement, people who mouth off words like equality, respect, inclusivity, diversity, and then they go and just yell at people for out no reason at all or, call, or destructively criticise people. I once tried to call someone in on their behaviour, did it privately with the help of a facilitator, and was told I was a complainer. Uh, that person is a prominent queer advocate in Australia. Hmm... Now, that's not helpful. That person will not be called in, which the article that I mentioned does talk about this. And you know, it says, this article says, it's up to the individual whose behaviour has been called into question to be open, humble, and willing to see incidents as opportunities to learn. And this is something, a great article I read three years or so ago, might be longer now, talked about this, the values of an organisation or by implication an individual to do well is be open to learning. And when we have people in positions of prominence and influence who are open to learning and they can use that influence to do the same, there we go. So sometimes we don't, though. The other article that Hoffler's mentioned, and I'll come back to some more comments, an interview with um, Grace Tame and uh, also with uh, Chan Chanel Contos, and that was in the nine media and is dated as I flip back through it November 27th actually uh, only yesterday 2021 that's I honestly had not seen that so telepathy going on there between media and listeners so and both the comments in here are great as well you might have to deal with different audiences in different ways communicate in different way. Oops, and I just made an error. Um, Denny Todorovic, not Denny Lovato. I got my Denny's mixed up, and that shows how um, we um, we can all make mistakes. Now, I've made a mistake because I wasn't focused, is my, I suppose my explanation, but need to focus again. And obviously need to research, which leads into Mel's other comment, a great example of calling out and lazy journalism with the Adele interview. Now, this was the... Uh, t um, television host 
who interviewed Adele and hadn't even listened to the album. Now, as a radio presenter or, you know, albeit on community radio, if I'm interviewing someone, I'll try to gain to do that thing called preparation. If we're talking a musician, I will try to get a track or tracks. And if it's a new album, as the main subject of the interview, I'd take the 40 minutes to sit down with a a coffee, Uh, may it be blessed as I raise my coffee cup in here, and try to listen. So that was really poor, and the journalist has the privilege and is not researching. And so um, uh, Mel's also come in spot on. I did the research. I was ignorant on an issue, and we all have to do that, especially in the media. And I'm sure I'm not perfect. Yes, at times I've been what cheese us me off on this show, and I've tried, but when people are overly provoked, let's say there's repeat or a combination of offences, as there was, in my opinion, at a certain situation four years ago, which, well, I won't republicise it. I don't think this organisation's been called in, then we have a problem. And uh, Mel also agrees, I agree that we lack nuance and thoughtful responses to debate issues, and it's up to the individual to put in the work. It's just decency and being professional. Well, see, there's that word decency, kindness. And this is where if I'm going to be go dive in deep philosophically, I feel very, very concerned that over, I'll just put this in the Australian context first, in the last 25 years, we have become less kind. And I, I feel very worried by this you know, sort of continuing um, approach and that you know, we rush to call out culture, that there's vicious debate. And regardless of one's views, you just don't go around physically threatening people or sending politicians abusive messages. And we, regardless of the viewpoint, we've seen that with the Victorian pandemic legislation. I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong. That's not the point. You can have an opinion on that legislation, but you don't have to go around you know, threatening people or being abusive, even verbally. And I don't think, and it takes a lot to... Now, to be not swayed by that, uh, in my opinion, I will be uh, listen more to people who sit down and work through something with me. So there's a possibility. All right, let's keep your comments rolling. It's a great, it's a good conversation to have. How do we do it? How do we bring people along? What's the be- you know what are better alternatives? In the meantime, let's have a listen to a track that is on a. T- a four CD, two two CD compilation that I bought in the last 10 days or so called the Country Music Association of Australia's 50th anniversary of the winners, which started in 1971 up in Tamworth. Also been a great two-part series on a- now on ABC iView about Australian country music. And here's a classic bringing two great Australian artists together, um, the track that is this time sung by Kev Carmody and Paul Kelly from Little Things, Big Things Grow. Was it calling in or calling out? We might debate that afterwards. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Oh, well, let's get some money. Yeah, right. yeah, oh, we get a spot on. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Gather round people, I tell you a story, an eight year long story, power and pride, the British Lord Festy, Vincent Langari, were opposite men on opposite sides. 
Vesti was fat with money and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his dough. Vincent was lean, spoke very little. He had no bank balance, hard dirt was his floor. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow. Glimsy were working, nothing but rations. Once they had gathered the wealth of the land. Daily depression. Got tighter and tighter, Gurinji decided they must make a stand. They picked up their swags, started off walking at Woody Creek. They sat themselves down, now it don't sound like much, but it sure got tongues talking back at the homestead and then in the town. From Little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Best in men said I double your wages Seven quid a week you have in your hand Vincent said, uh-uh, we're not talking about wages We're sitting right here till we get our lane. Vesty man road, vesty man thunder. You don't stand a chance of a cinder in snow. Vincent, if we fall, others are rising. From little things, big things grow. From And Vincent Lignari, he boarded an airplane, landed in Sydney, big city lights. Daily he went round, softly speaking his story to all kinds of men from all walks of life. Vincent sat down with big politicians. This affair they told him, it's a matter of state. Let us sort it out. Why are people hungry? Vincent said no thanks, we know how to wait From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Then Vincent Lignari returned in an airplane Back to his country Once more to sit down He told his people Let the stars keep on turning We have friends in the south In the cities and towns Eight years went by Eight long years of waiting To when that tall stranger Appeared in the land And he came with lawyers Came with great ceremony Vincent's fingers poured a handful of sand From little things, big things grow From little things 
in Langari. This is the story of something much more. Of power and privilege cannot move a people who know where they stand. And they stand in their lawn. From little things, big things grow. They can. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We just heard from Kev Carmody and Paul Kelly and the classic track, From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And there's been lots of versions of it. That one is on a, as I mentioned, a four CD set, the Country Music Associ- uh, Association of Australia or Country Music Awards of Australia, 50th anniversary, the winners, and that's volume one, CD two. And that's a great version of it. And I try to find out exactly who all the singers are. There's one version of the track that has John Butler and Missy Higgins singing along with it as well. Some great voices in there. So lots more conversation uh, and messages about uh, our topic for the day of call-out culture. Mel has said there were a lot of insights in the Good Weekend interview yesterday that uh, Hoffler alerted me to, and I quoted, and there's a lot of hypocrisy in our rainbow communities. Well, uh, I could say there that, uh, on that one, that if I wanted to call that out, two things would happen. A, I'd be going through freedom of species from one till two, their time slot, rotations two till three, Queering near 3 till 4 and all the rest of the shows on 3CR on Sunday and I still wouldn't get finished and then too I probably wouldn't get there because I'd be um, someone would come in and pull the put the dump button on me very very quickly and um, so call out culture uh, I had a bit of a debate on that and lots we could talk about welcome more thoughts on it I wanted to bring in the other topic for the day. If we're going to call in, I think something that we sometimes forget to do is give praise to people when they do do something well. And I wanted to give some credit to the North Melbourne AFL Football Club for their recent gathering, which included Danny Laidley, who will say in the in the first part of her life was, of course, player and coach at the club and helped North Melbourne moved to a better place financially and North Melbourne now clear of debt, which is quite amazing. Wish Imagine if we were all clear of debt. Uh, interesting. That's, a, that's another conversation that could take up the next three hours. What would happen to the finance sector? Mm, as Mike Moore of Frontline Frame would have said. Seriously, uh, focusing on the diversity aspect of it, they have handled it very well. And Danny did a great article yesterday in the... Saturday papers, interestingly, in the in the Herald Sun, uh, that talks about her journey. Danny now having two tribes, you know, two tribes: the North Melbourne tribe and the Trans tribe, and seems very um, willing to sort of build bridges, all that 
type of thing. And I think that's really welcome. First of all, that you know, I don't, you know, the, the, the trans journey is still rarely will say easy for anyone unless you've got massive amounts of money and wealth and connections, those sorts of things, and can sail through it a little more easily. And it has not been easy for Danny. No one's excusing any poor behaviour, but um, it's quite clear that uh, there's been understanding about that. And given the pressure that Danny's been under, photos being tweeted on numerous occasions, and that's also another of those issues that could take another three hours. Gee, if I... Uh, I'm going to be here a long time if I wanted to get through everything. I'm not going to get out of here until um, 10 o'clock tomorrow night because that's another issue and how sadly some elements of police have behaved even after the disgusting behaviour in May last year um, talk of how uh, photos of Danny have been tweeted around with bad comments by elements of police. And that's not good enough. Uh, The thing with police is that um, anyone who puts on a unit, that uniform represents every police officer and it needs to be done well. And you know, some people say, it's only a couple of rotten apples. Well, remember that it only takes one rotten apple to stink out the whole barrel. And that might not be fair, but that's when people are given more power or take more power, they need to use it responsibly. So Danny's faced pressures, but seems to have some support, seems to be getting through things reasonably well. And I think, you know, full credit to North Melbourne for how they handled that and dealt with it. And I hope that they got some, it would appear anyway, that they very strongly did the basic sensible things and learnt. <coughs> Excuse me. They called in, they got information on name and pronouns, all those sorts of things that need to happen. So well done. And it does lead to a question that struck me when this arose over the last 10 days or so. And that is... Now, we've now had, whether through um, choice or not, (coughs) sorry, Um, get a glass of water in the break, and we've had a trans woman, we'll say, have their, whether their status was disclosed or not, you know, there's someone involved in AFL who's been, you know, just treated as a person who happens to be trans. Great. We still don't have, (coughs) in Australian football at the top level, AFL men's, an out gay or bisexual cisgender man. So hopefully the treatment of Danny might sort of nudge that along. Personally, I've often thought and felt that you know, by the matter of percentages, I mean, if we've got 18 clubs with a list of, I'm going to round it up to 50 to keep the numbers accurate, that's 900 current players, let alone past ones. Surely there's enough who could get together and do one big coming out as gay or bisexual, and share the load. And I hope that uh, Danny's coming out can do that. But most of all, I wish Danny, um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, sort of every happiness and health is the main thing, and it seems like that is happening. Um, Mel's come back and says, what do I think of Dave Chappelle and calling out comedians, even Australian ones as well? Well, see, here's one where... You know, the institutions we give more power to, police, courts, media, um, parliament, artistic and academic, yes, we give them more power and more rights. Well, they themselves need to then increase in responsibility. And if they don't stop and think about responsibility and how to use it, that responsibility, which includes privilege wisely, we have a problem. Dave Chappelle uh, is someone 
on Netflix and um, was there an effort made to call in? I don't I don't know, and that could have been a problem, but um, I haven't watched the Dave Chappelle special and I don't, I'll be honest, I don't plan to. Um, I think I'd rather exit mod the bathroom because I don't really need to hear transphobia to know if it's transphobic. I don't really need to know every detail. Comedy, um, Mel's, and so yes, um, try to call in, but if not, you know, again, we might need to call out. And the other part of your question, where does comedy fit into this conversation where humour can be subjective? Well, I had a really good law um, rule that well, I was heavily involved in doing stand-up comedy for about three to four years in the mid-2000s, well, and there was a, there's a book, it's not the greatest book of all time, and it's very American-oriented, interestingly, if we're talking privilege. There's one really good gold nugget which directs this issue directly. You don't make do material, I'll keep it neutral, about group people you can't identify with in your own sense of identity. So for me, heaven forbid, if I did so-called material about people of colour, then I, that wouldn't be good. And so it's when cisgender men make jokes about trans, trans women or women generally, etc. That's you. That's considered bad comedy. And I think that's a good guideline. Self-deprecating comedy, however, is really good. Here's a small sample of my material, which you may judge for better or worse, where I used to say, you know, sort of people often ask me, what made you transgender? And I'd respond by saying, um, as I watched all those two Ronnie skits as a little child where they always used to do the big cross-dressing segment at the end. And then I'd um, sit there and and break into a smile because, of course, that's not true. So it just shows, but, you know, when comedy, for example, there can highlight stupid ideas that we become trans or gay or lesbian or bi for some reason, then that's good comedy. So it's self-deprecating and it can um, be, and it uh, creates a sense of absurdity. That is a good thing. But if you have to, my response, if if a so-called comedian has to um, drag down another group, then they're not funny. That's the golden rule as I I saw it. So um, there's the answer to that one. But yeah, all the best to Danny Laidley. And again, well done, North Melbourne. Um, I've got to say it. Join in the chorus um, with North Melbourne. Sing it one and all. Join in the chorus. North Melbourne's on the ball. So uh, well done to North Melbourne. And lots of clubs are getting there. And hopefully that will keep going. The music will keep going. As I said, we had Port Kev Carmody and Paul Kelly's version of From Little Things, Big Things Grow. And I've been out at the, mu- the music shop a bit in the last few weeks. Let's have a listen to... Another track from the Glen, uh, well, it's a Glen Campbell song, a track, but most known for the version by Glen Campbell, but it's on an album by Colin Hay, where Colin did a whole range of covers, and here's one doing the track, the Jimmy Webb track, made famous by Glen Campbell, Wichita Lineman, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. County and I drive the main road searching in the sun for another 
3CR Community Radio, 855am. CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. One of our other awesome listeners has just come in with a really uh, good SMS. Thanks, Xavier. And I'm reading this through carefully. Good topic for discussion on a small scale happened to myself in a two-hour taxi trip in regional Victoria. The female driver stated, quote, and I will say content warning here for hatred, she hated men a few times and my other passenger stated, 
you've got half a woman and half a man sitting in the back. What do you think about that? When I kept going on, I simply stated I was a paying passenger and of no threat whatsoever and could we simply continue with the journey quietly. I hate to think how anyone would deal with the very public calling out humans simply seem to dislike what individuals call difference. May we all grow and evolve. I'm not perfect in any manner and make mistakes for often, very often. Um, and thank you for your kind compliments at the end there, Xavier. Yeah, well, there's a really good thing. You can't, the first rule of anything, which is a good one to finish this and to end the show as we're coming towards that end, is that, you know, you've got to do self-care when you do anything, whether it's calling in, calling out. And you know, um, as someone myself who does experience depression is often in a form of neuroprocessing that when not valued, it can create um, stress and overload. I have to do that too. Now, there's a really difficult thing, a two-hour taxi trip. You're, you know, the doors are locked in the taxi. Yeah, sometimes the best thing you can do is sit quietly on that and then debrief as soon as you can afterwards or get... Um, if sometimes you can't call in or call out, um, if you see, if some heaven forbid someone said something prejudiced to anyone on the street, the thing you might not be able to go and talk to that person who did the said the nasty comment and call them in, but you let's say we're talking transphobia, and the person is transphobic, doesn't matter. You know, you might have to go up to that person and do the are you okay? So that's a really, you know, I think that's one where you've got to put your own physical and or psychological safety first and um, you know, not, you know, um, call that. Gosh, I wish we uh, no, in the words of uh, Marty and Doc, if only we had more time. Um, you know, I wish I could talk all also about, you know, sort of hating men. I don't want to hate men. I must admit at times I've had massive frustrations with people assigned male, whether they be regardless of their sexuality regardless of whether they're trans women but and you know toxic masculinity which of course anyone can do is um um you know sort of a big problem but and that's anyone of any gender identity believe it or not I had a trans woman recently tell me that <clears throat> when I described her behavior as toxic masculinity that I allegedly misgendered her dear oh dear oh dear um anyway um Kayleen's also come in um, with the few rotten apples have the power of life and death have so have to be held to greater account. Great program, by the way. Thanks, Kayleen. Nigel, gosh, all our awesome listeners are on today, and I've um, I have to remember to multitask consistently on all these social media. I ask people to call in on it and then forget call in as opposed to call out, um, which talks about pink news and Google erasing buy and pan in a woeful so-called LGBT glossary. I did see that, Nigel. And the fact that Google can put together a hundred so-called rainbow words and not have anything about multi-gender attraction is um, quite appalling. Um, also, Mel's come in um, late. It's in the words of um, uh, Bill Laurie. It's all happening here at Radio 3CR. Uh, Mel said, one of the reasons that I, Mel, admire Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins as activists is they are strategic and successful in calling out toxicity but bringing people along with them. Yeah, that's what that article, which I... Um, got pointed out to me in yesterday's Good Weekend covers this. Um, she often used to be angry after her assault. That was grace, but it didn't help her mental health. It didn't have any predictive outcomes, even though she's outspoken. Exactly. Um, yeah, sort of. It's a bit Dr. Phil, but channel your anger. Um, trailblazers, their activism has led to legislative change with consent laws and their Mel's heroes. That's a fair thing, Mel. I, I agree with that. They're pretty awesome. Love to meet them. Um 
Last comments from Hoffler, and then I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, you know, we um, recently, of course, Josh Cavallo came out in the round ball soccer world game code here in Australia, but um, still no AFL players out. And of course, um, Ian Roberts um, came out many years ago in Australian rugby. And um, gosh, wish I had more time for this one as well. Now we're up to 12 o'clock, 12 midnight Tuesday. Um, it's more complex when minority groups start attacking each other. Dave Chappelle is a black man. He ignored and arranged his own black trans community. Yeah, that's um, not good either. Um, you know, sort of, um, you know, and last comment, which is a good note to finish on. There are good people out there, Sally, says Hoffler. I'd agree with that. Um, well, there we go. What a packed program today. I better very quickly get out of here. I'll just take you out with a little today. Also, another new album from a classic um, 70s, um, mainly 70s band, but um, had a break in the 80s, reformed in the 90s. The Doobie Brothers have a new album out, Liberté. Here's a little bit from Amen, old friend. We've ended the program. Amen. Um, thanks to all the old friends who tuned in and called in. Thanks for your company. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. When I needed you, I pushed you away From a troubled mind that lost its faith But I was too 